0: Holding in And we saw Klai Israel react to the story that they had heard, what happened to, to Legesh. and they all gather together in Mitzvah. So we're holding in Perak Chot, Gimel. here, the Klai have gathered in Mitzvah. Gimel. And Klan Israel said to the person, obviously, who had sent them uh, the gory message, the husband of the Pelagor, he said, tell us, how did this happen? And therefore, the man, the husband of the lady who was killed, he says, and you notice that it says, that she was killed. And we saw the story before, was it wasn't, she was killed, she died. But uh, again, we look from his perspective. And like we said, we saw last time that according to the Salman of Osher, it was even because he was scared for his life. So he thought she had been murdered. And he says, He and his pilgrim came to stay and give up in Yomin. The people gave up. They surrounded me in the house at night. They wanted to kill me. And that's also not completely accurate. They wanted to various with him; they didn't want to kill him. But he, his perception was the one to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> and what they did the plegish, died as <laughs> And therefore, ba'aychaz the plegish vaynachel, cut her up into pieces. To show the pabla says what the crime, which had been committed in klai and therefore having. Well, it's told his story. Therefore, all cries shall you all gathered together. Think of what's the appropriate answer, what's the appropriate response needs to be.
1: So,
0: is the tension halal? Halal is here. Don't, don't come close to here. So, now to here, give yourselves, make an answer, like you know what promise you what to do while you're all here.
1: There's no investigation, do you just believe
0: him? Uh, so there's two points which I need to be discussed. Uh, the first one was in what way were Clay Israel right? And the second one, in what, Klay Yisrael, in what way were Israel wrong? So the first thing, the fact that Clay Israel all gathered uh, in order to to, to find, um, agree on what course of action they were going to take was considered the right thing to do. And something like it happens, like it says in the Bible, it happens in Israel. So it's sparks an outrage, and that, that needs to be. There has to be some kind of public outcry when something goes wrong. And the notion of the was that what they call the Aida, The Aida is always the term used for the Sanhedrin, the Aida, And therefore, it wasn't just the population that gathered. There was also a gathering of the leaders of the population and to decide what we're going to do. If anything could happen, it demands a communal response. And that's something which needs to be. When Yenir asks the Shiva, that when the when the leaders of the people gather in order to decide what's the right way to serve Hashem, it makes the kiddo Shashim, it tries the Klay all together, take it seriously, uh, that what needs to be done. And therefore they gather together to ensure that that, uh, that Hashem's Rosham is fulfilled. That was the positive side mm-hmm. of Klai's was gathering together. And also, it wasn't done by uh, just like hot-headed zealots among the people. It was everyone's gathering during the occasion, which means Klai's shall gathered to take direction what to do. It wasn't that anybody spontaneously decided that he is going to uh, take the, the Lord in his own hands and what he's going to do next. But, and here's the question where, where were right or wrong. And that was, you see that Klai's shall gathered They didn't involve Shevet Binyamin. In other words, all the rest of Qayyushal gathered, that's what the apostate says we saw, that Binyamin heard that the rest of Qayyushal had gathered. And that, the Kharah, was a mistake. Because that was, so to speak, isolating Binyamin as if they were all the sinners. What they should have done is they should have brought Binyamin as part of the discussion. We have a problem with specific people in Shevet Binyamin, and therefore, if we're going to decide as Qayyushal what to do with that, Shevet Binyamin should have been part of the discussion too. Well, not the, only that, they would have, should have first been the first ones to implement the decision because it's an internal problem in their shavit they have to take care of. It. Whereas Klai Israel's response was to isolate Binyamin and not to include them. So that's going to, that turns Binyamin, all of them, so to speak, into the agreed party. In, and therefore, instead of coming to terms with them, we see Binyamin is going to choose to fight, instead of coming to an agreement, because they already felt that they had been uh, excluded from the discussion of the decision, and therefore, they were being condemned. And that was a mistake. Where even in a case where there's a specific uh, person or specific family who is done wrong, uh, the, the, the idea is to involve the people around him to decide what to do with him. They're the ones who are going to be your best allies. They're the ones who are most able to implement it. Just uh, as a contrast, for example, when uh, when Yoshe tries to discover who was the one who stole from the Khairam, of so he goes about the tree and eventually gets a shevet and eventually gets family by family until they find the culprit. Now, the you, you, sure didn't isolate the shevet It wasn't like you, you the shevet to done wrong and therefore we're going to punish you. There was the individual who did wrong, and we have to deal with the individual. The shevet as a whole hasn't done wrong, and it's the same idea over here. If there was one town in Binyamin which was guilty of whatever crime is, crimes that they did, the Sarcai's response should have been to include the rest of shevet Binyamin and uh, discuss with them what to do. Like I said, Binyamin were the most responsible to do with this. this. was their shame. Whereas by excluding them, so then you've made Binyamin all into, so to speak, the defenders of the crime because now they left out of the decision what to do, so they're obviously going to resist. So that was the first mistake I it. question is, having decided that they wanted to do something, what how lucky they were allowed to do Because as uh, we started to talk about in the last year, as a bastin or as a sanhedrin who had to try, try a capital case, there were many, many reasons why there was nothing they could do. Number one, there was no aid. there was no warning, there was no asra. Number three, we don't even know which of the people were involved. And even if we did know which people were involved, none of them killed her. They were all involved in whatever they did, which eventually she died, but none of them set out to kill her. And even as far as the Iranians goes, like we saw from the Shiva Sarban that she was a Pilagish isn't Mesa it wasn't a Prophet kedushin. and if that's the case we can't even uh, consider them Khayev Mesa so
1: what
0: what rights do we have to try them in other words if we're going to look for a halakhic basis to, 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 to decide that the people who involved in give a Biyam in a Khayev Mesa there isn't one there isn't one. At worst, they were involved in a rice, which is also, but it is not the Mrs. Basin, and there may be a garim for her death, which is also, uh, for sure, a bigger variable, but it is not the Chai of Mrs. Basin. And that, even if we had given them a sharon, we knew they were. And therefore, what, what right does the client shall have um, to judge and decide to convict the people of given? So what the not talk about is, it's true that a basement couldn't do anything, but is there a concept that a king or Claudius together can, so to speak, take the law into their own hands in cases where they feel it's deemed necessary? Is there an option for Claudius to enact, a, a, like so to speak, unconventional punishments or unconventional laws in Migdan Milsa, which means to prevent a widespread wrongdoing? Now, the Gemara does talk about such an option. The Gemara talks about a case that they killed somebody for riding a horse and traps. Even though riding a horse in Shabbos is only to It's not a fear of Misa. It's definitely not a skill of the Risa. But nevertheless, there was a beast who convicted and condemned someone to be ha- stoned. But Shabbos for riding a horse. Why? So the Gemara says, because since that door was pirates, in chilos middle based in the Shabbos, the decided to take a stand and punish somebody in the Torah in order that such things shouldn't happen. Are they allowed to do and that? And are they allowed to do that? In which circumstances? The Gemara seems to say they are. In which circumstances? In other words, what do we need in order to to enact laws or punishments which are more extreme than what the Torah Another example, a similar thing. The Gemara says this had been twice. That Shimon ben Shetach killed eighty machashepher, uh, witches in Ashkelon, and the uh, Gemara asks, he can learn how to kill two people in one day. How did he kill eighty in one go? And besides, he didn't have a struggle against all of them. And the Gemara is the same idea? That obviously sorcery was something which was prevalent in cultural at the time, and he felt therefore that he had to make a stand against widespread with eighty people. And therefore he used this so to speak unconventional power that Basin has when they deem it necessary to punish in order to kill eighty people and in one day without proper aid and
1: Israel. What's the requirement for that? Who is allowed to
0: take the law, so to speak, into their own hands, and decide that they have the right to uh, enact such uh, extreme measures. Obviously, it's not the province of every basin or even every, every diet. It has to have a certain authority that is supposed to have to do that. So there's a... Uh, the Shodim only a king. Only a king, who is appointed a king in Qaytra, has the right, as a melech, to pass laws which are binding, and can carry the death sentence, and just like a melech can pa- pass laws which are binding and carry the death sentence, the king can also decide to issue a death sentence for something which he deems is a in, a in in a necessity for the time, or as, as something which is there to protect, or uh, as a way to deter Israel from doing wrong. But that means a king, and as the parent began, there wasn't a king. And if there wasn't a king, then is there a central authority in place of a king who's allowed to issue such a ruling? An obvious question, and this is where the Rishon discuss it: what's the deal of the Sanhedrin Agadal? Can the Sanhedrin Agadal issue rulings which are, are shaloka de Torah in order to protect uh, the integrity of that but to stop people transgressing whatever they're going to
1: transgress?
0: And the Sanhedrin Agadal, if the Sanhedrin Agadal have this right, or the Sanhedrin have to pass from in the Torah? and they don't have the authority to abrogate the terror or to make laws which are more extreme than the Torah's laws. In fact, even if it's on the side, even according to the opinion that the Sanhedrin do have a right to enact such laws, the, the, the Roshonim say, it's only because the Sanhedrin is representative of Klai Hishra. And therefore, as Klai was representatives, they're allowed to pass such a law. And if that's the case, when Nebuchadnezzar was you didn't represent us in this sanhedrim. We weren't part of this decision, we weren't part of this con- of this gathering, and therefore, you're, even if you're going to say that you have the right to pass laws against Gavis Binyamin uh, to prevent public wrongdoing, to prevent widespread crime, whatever the case might be, that's only authority of either a king or of a bastion who's appointed as a bastion representing all of And since you excluded us from this decision, from this bastin process, you have the no-, no right to make us the and therefore, the Ibn Yamin held, that Clay uh, Israel had no rights to, halakhically, to attack them or to try and fight the people who have given. And that's goes out what I said before. Had Clay incorporated Ibn Yamin in the decision, so firstly, Ibn would have been a willing participant, and secondly, they wouldn't have had this argument against him. Um, I just want to give you a, a similar example with exactly the same argument we used much later on in Jewish history. We're talking about... Uh, about 600 years ago, like 550 years ago, that discussion at the time between the post converts and Israel was that the Rambam Paskans that only a bastion of mm-hmm. smochim, only a who have received, like, you know, traditionally being given smochim, door after door, from Moshe of are allowed to administer uh, no, uh, malchus, or allowed to give physical punishment. And, since the time of the Gemari, uh, there has been no more smoking. But the says, that if all Chachmi Yisrael would get together and they would decide to reenact the Sechah, they could do that. And therefore, for whatever reasons they had, the, the bottom of Tzvast at the time decided that they had a reason to reenact the Sechah. And therefore, all the Rabbinim at the time got together and decided to give Sechah to the Maribe Rabb, who was the tzvass, and who subsequently gave Sechah to a few of his including the Beis Yosef. And uh, th- therefore, they felt they could convene Basins and Paschna an Rachas, which are only uh, Besdins who are considered smoking are allowed to do. And the this Smicha uh, endeavor lost exactly one dog. And the reason was because there was a very fierce opposition from the Ravi Shrine, the Ben Khabib. And he didn't agree with him in the Shatna Rambam. But more importantly, he said, even according to the Rambam, it says, if all Chachmah Yisrael get yeah. together and decide, you didn't ask me. As a rabbi Yisrael, also have also the right to be involved in this. And therefore, you can't claim that you can do something which needs all Chachmah Yisrael if you didn't ask all Chachmah Yisrael. Mm-hmm. And can you know that was accepted at a Because we see that the Smechah died out. And he himself. Even though he got Smechah, he didn't give it to anybody else. And uh, it's exactly the same argument that Binyamin used over here. And then if you come to Paskan against our people, it's because you say you represent all of Israel, Yisrael, and you have to be representing all of Chachmah Yisrael. And if, if you don't have representation for M'shebub Binyamin, so then you're not representing all Tal Israel. And if that's the case, you don't have the right to pass the halacha. And if we are going to see in the continuation of the story, then in this argument, maybe Yamin were actually right. It's true that the people of Geva did a crime, and it's true that they needed to be punished, but in, in the situation that there was, Tal Israel didn't have the right to decide to kill them. It wasn't, they didn't have authority for that, and it wasn't a din terror which was oppressive for such a thing. And therefore, while Klausel were correct that something needed to be done, they didn't really have halakhic grounds for them to do anything. Okay, that's so the, that's the background to this story. Now, what happens? Klaisha are all accepting themselves, no one's going to leave, them. they're all gathered in mitzvah, until so we decide what to do. And, uh, that was the initial reaction, and as we hadn't yet come to a decision what to do. And they said, We're all going to stay until we make a decision. No one's going to go anywhere. And they were worried that the impetus would wear off and people would gradually leave and disappear to their own homes. And now, they came to, so therefore, they, they gathered to decide what to do. And the decision was, that, so The decided decision what they're going to do together is, they're going to take a letter We're going to take ten out of every hundred men from all of Israel from male and a hundred out of every thousand and a thousand out of every ten thousand and the point of the last thousand is So we're going to have the soldiers, that's the first ten out of a hundred, hundred out of a thousand and then we have another thousand out of every ten thousand whose job is to provide logistical backup, to provide food, to provide equipment, whatever it is for the people who fight in to do against Kaba, to pay them back for what they did to In other words, they decided they're going to war against Gever, and they decided how big the army is going to be, and had uh, prepared already how they were going to
1: fight.
0: Oh, wait, so how do they make this decision? The Israel, all united in their mission, they all gathered as friends, so to speak, with one purpose in mind: uh, to fight. Now, having now decided what they're going to do, so now okay. Ka'i Yisrael, the price okay. So Ka'i Yisrael go to, they send messengers all around to say, what happened to you? What's this evil we're hearing about that you've done? And therefore, the Ka'i shall knew that it was not allowed to go to war until the first is the offer is an offer of peace or the offer to resolve it. And therefore they said, Give us the people who did this crime from B'nai Given will kill them. And we'll destroy the evil from K'lai Israel, So B'nai Israel didn't go straight to war. They first attempted to they first attempted to resolve the conflict by asking B'nai Binami to hand over the giver who were responsible. And like we saw that Yemen refused, but also did what was the justification. We saw before that Hapiah uh, Rachad had the right to do it, and the decision of Mosheh which doesn't include them. They held nothing binding on them. But he also didn't even from the Israel, and therefore instead of complying with Bene Israel and giving the wrong dose to them, rather they they gathered in Giv'ah to protect the people from Giva, and to fight, and, and to fight together with them against the Israel. How many people are you talking about? spoke to So they gathered together, there were 26,000 soldiers, people who, who could carry swords from B'nei The bad except for the people of Giva itself, which just spoke to Shva as there were 700 uh, people who could fight in Giva. And these were experienced soldiers. Out of them, there were 700 left handed soldiers, but they were the most skilled. Because girls, when they shot an arrow, they never missed the target. So they were experienced soldiers, and therefore they prepared for battle. And that was on the side of Binyamin. So, Israel had spoken to, so Kai now realized Binyamin wasn't going to cooperate, so they also got ready to fight. They were the rest of that Binyamin, and they were Ibram, and Ishmael, they had 400,000 soldiers. So the odds are heavily against Binyamin. They had twenty-six thousand soldiers, against Klai Israel's 400,000 soldiers. They're the ones who came up with the war. Sorry? They're the ones who came up with the idea to
1: fight.
0: Klai Israel. No, it's saying Binyamin. No, wanted to fight. And Now the question is, why did Binyamin want to fight? Why did Binyamin want to fight? It's
1: really a power struggle.
0: Yeah, but uh, you're way outnumbered by, by the... Well, they it's just not
1: all under. It's, they're just knuckle under, they're being treated unfairly.
0: So there were three different results you had, but we found three different other explanations in the Mofoshim as to why Binyamin decided not to cooperate. Um, I mean, of course, there's a factor that they felt that they had been wronged, they had been excluded, whatever it is. But nevertheless, uh, that being the case, are we prepared to take on an, an enemy which is nearly 20 times our size? So, uh, what, was the, what were other factors that Binyamin had in order, to, in order to agree to or to convince themselves that they're going to fight Clash? So, the first one was they had a part that, that understood that if they're going to give over the people from Kepa, so then they'll get killed and there's a Binyamin will be left alone. If everybody's going to fight, so then it's a kind of all or nothing situation. Which means if it's going to be that it, either the Binyamin is successful, or Binyamin is going to get destroyed. And if that's the case, Binyamin were banking on the fact that there was aftahah that they weren't going to get destroyed. What was aftahah? So there are two different aftahahs. One aftahah was aftahah, Hashem, it's Avinu, and that is, and that is that there will be kings who will come from your descendants. From Benyamin. From Benyamin. And uh, that, w- that was the basis which Hazal to learned uh, that to make Shal the king because it's from Binyamin, And it hadn't happened yet. And therefore, since there was a promise to Yakovina you know, that there would be kings who would come from Binyamin, so Binyamin had wa- was relying on that, that they wouldn't get wiped out in the battle, and uh, so therefore they weren't affected. They were, so they're going to kill all of them? That's the they understood. you all go to war, so it's all or nothing. Kimat got there, as you're going to see. There were no women left. As you're going to see, so Kimat did wipe out actually, Binyamin. But uh, that, was the one, that was the one thing they were relying on. The second thing they were relying on was the bar- Barach of Rabbeinu. and that was that. You did Hashem, Shaykh and the Vatakhadov, that, uh, that the promise to Miyamun that the Shina would be Shayra, the Vasan should be built in Khadik Miyamin, and that also hadn't happened yet. And if that's the case, Miyamun had another Haftarah that they would survive because they're relying on the fact that Hashem had promised them that the Shkina, that would reside in Shay Vyamun, would rebuilt it. And therefore Vinyamin were confident that they not that if we're going to make, like stand together and it's like all or nothing, we're not going to give in, so Unity. then we're not going to lose. Unity. Yes. That's the one look at The second look and that is uh, something which you already find as uh, uh, made of Shavut Pinjamin from the past. We know that they got to the Yamsuf, We know they got the Yamsuf, So it was a question of who's going to be the ones who going to go into the Yam. So the first Shavit which mobilized the margin into the Yam was Even though national as an individual jumped into the Yam first, but as a Shavut, it says the Shavut were the first ones to be willing to enter the Yam, and the middle there, which they exhibited, was that we prepared to go into danger with pitakhan. To see, we, we, we're the ones who are willing to, you know, to we have bitachin we don't mind going into what seems to be a dangerous situation because we put that akhthah, will protect us. And that was the second they there in here. And that is, even though the odds are definitely stacked against them, and they thought they were going to lose, but there is certain pitakhan, that if we're going to fight, Hashem will protect us. And this is the pitakhan of which normally is the that is It's what the Mephoshna called the bitaqan of the weaker side. Because a, a stronger army generally relies on itself. Because statistically we should win. Then war must to be stronger, we're better armed, we have more resources. So it makes sense we're going to win. If it's the weaker army that's going to war, so then the weaker army is forced to run more in because by the rules of warfare, or by how the, by the, okay, the, things should work out on the battlefield, by by logical understanding they shouldn't win. And therefore, well, that's normally Kayeshro's technique. And that is, being as we the, the smaller army, being as we the weaker side, we have to run bitacha, and that's what helps us. And here, Binyamin was put in that position. They were the bad bitacha, and against Kayeshro, who felt much stronger than them. It was done, like we said, nearly 20 times their size. 400,000 people compared to 26,000 people. But only
1: 40,000 went to
0: battle. Yeah, but they had reserves, which I kept using, if you're going to see. So we made it, being as they didn't have it, uh, the same way Benjamin did. So in that sense, Benjamin had an advantage. Because as we know, Nachman B'Shem Mashem, Benjamin is stronger in battle than amounts of soldiers. And therefore, dafka, uh, Benyamin's uh, weakness in numbers, and, and as you're going to see, it gave them an advantage on the battlefield. So, and therefore that was uh, well, that was why Benjamin
1: agreed to fight. Well, so the next time we'll see how the flat actually turned up, what happens in the war. <laughs>